Welcome to the Stalking Dead Podcast. I am your host, Troy L. Smith. With me tonight, my co-host, the better me. half, Katie, Katie, Katie Smith. Uh, you know, we're here. We had some time off. Mid-season premiere. We just watched it of Walking Dead season eight. And just when you think an episode is amazing, a little long, but stellar, they throw in some random crap at the end. <laughs> That it's unnecessary. Oh, hey, it's your friendly Mr. Neighbor, uh, Negan. <laughs> That's right, um, which we'll get to in a second. And then at an end scene that they just couldn't resist to some sort of flash forward of Rick with a bullet hole in his stomach. You know, let's just keep it weird. He was by a tree, though, which tells me he's Nothing. okay. <laughs> That's because he's... <laughs> the tree it's saves symbolized. all. Okay, it symbolizes uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> Human growth. Maybe it's another flash forward. All right, let's start at the beginning here. We knew for two months, uh, actually three months, that this was going to be the final episode for Chandler Riggs as Carl. He was bitten by a walker while helping Sadiq, uh, and this was his goodbye. What did you think? I mean, obviously the episode was about 20 minutes longer than usual, but so they were milking that thing for all it's oh, worth. What did you think? I actually thought it was a really good episode. I really liked the episode. I thought that um, I basically could have done without the whole, like, goodbye in the water tunnel business, I thought. So all sentiment. Oh, it's just all the, all the moments that everyone listening to this cried during, you could do without. <laughs> I was like, give me more Morgan stabbing people Come on. with a stick. You didn't feel anything when, okay. when, he gave, when he gave Judith the hat. No, and she cried. Was like, that was that. that Judith was, was like that had me. I was trying to stack some blocks. Y'all took oh, me down to this on. place. I'm really bored. I'm this, hungry. I want some fruit snacks. This is a show that we watched from the beginning, seven and a half seasons, and we talked earlier today. Neither of us have cried. No. This is the closest I've come. The scene with Judith, uh, watching Rick try to keep it together the entire episode, and even the, the weird thing where Daryl looked at Carl and said. You saved all these people. It's just that this... was honestly the only time in the entire episode that I felt anything. And I was like, you know, Daryl, you're not such a bad hey, guy. When Daryl Dixon cries, the world cries. I've said it here's, before. Here's the part that really bothered me. was Why did Sadiq get his own like five minutes with Carl, but everyone else from Alexandria was like, peace, we gotta go. We're not even gonna stop and say anything See, to you. Um, and he sits there and he's like, thanks for saving me at the gas station. I thought that was touching. Sadiq is what will live on with Carl, because the only thing better than Carl living on is this complete stranger now who, who has become a character. seems like he's a good actor. So Sadiq? I'm not gonna be... I'm not... I'm just not sad that Carl's gone. It's not... He was never... I mean, I'm not... For me, my this, this is an eight season arc here, you know, longer than most television dramas. So anytime a character from the first season, I don't know how many we have left. We have Rick, Carol, Daryl, um, Morgan. That might be it. Yeah. Well, and even Morgan. I mean, he really was in the first. Didn't episode. have a real. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you know, that's pretty much it. So anytime we lose one of those people, it's going to be sad to some extent i thought they executed it very well yes they did drag it on a lot of that was commercial breaks a lot of commercial breaks would you think of them going back to that prison moment where carl confesses to rick that he did kill that kid you know when herschel and him were guarding the back end of the prison during the raid 
I thought that was great. That was very, I thought that was a good moment. They had not spoke about that, you know. Yeah. uh, Herschel had told Rick back then for fans, in case you forget, uh, the governor raids the prison. There's a group that comes in the back uh, way. I think the kid is the one who was with... um, uh, Tyreek or Tyrese and uh, Sasha yeah, at the and very then beginning. The, the, his mom had like just died or right. was dying from a bite. And it looks and like he's his crazy dad. Yeah, it looks like he's putting his gun down. Right. And Carl shoots him, and Herschel tells Rick, "Hey, that boy was surrendering." And Carl swears, "No, this is the first time they've come back to that." Well, I think that not only was Carl like confessing to like clear his conscience, but I think he was he knows everything that Rick's done, and he wanted Rick to know like, "Don't worry, Dad, I did some really shitty stuff too," and wanted to like make Rick feel better somehow. Because like that entire conversation, that entire confession was just him being like, "Dad." I'm not going to make it, but, like, I know things are going to work out. He was he was taking on the parental role, almost, like, reassuring Rick that everything was going to be okay. You know... Which was nice. And they did, and, and to transition to the other storyline this episode, which I thought it was genius not to just have the entire episode be Carl's death. <sighs> that would have been rough. They pair that entire confession about Carl, you know, being a boy and killing this, this person... With Henry, oh, yeah, with uh, Henry having his moment where he kills Gavin. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the kind of parallelist thing. I don't. Um, can we just come to the fact that at every single turn, Morgan White loses his mind? I didn't realize he was talking to other snipers. I <laughs> thought he was yelling clear again. You watch like when it, he was we watch an episode, and clearly, as anyone watching it knows, that there was several snipers positioned outside of the sanctuary where the saviors are, and Morgan's talking to them. Katie here seemed to think Morgan is just completely gone. Like the was, man is just completely gone. I think he, did he tug like his sleeve and put the he, earpiece? Yeah, because they've got, they've got the Oh, no, they had the walkie-talkie. Too. They did. That's what they were doing. You're thinking the man's losing his mind. I kind of wished he was. What was he doing there then? I don't know. <laughs> Come on. And then, and then like... They built up that whole the saviors, how do they escape thing. That was it. That That was was it. All you had to do was shoot a couple walkers. What was the holdup? Took them a really long time to figure it out. (laughs) Gene, the genius. (laughs) Guys, we can get away from these walkers if we just shoot them. You promise him a bottle of wine, he'll let you know how to solve your problem. Absurdity. And then, you know, the rescue mission with Carol uh, and Morgan saving Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel still, man, that man is holding hard to that shtick, that, that really Shakespearean is. thing. Look, bro, we know you were just an actor. Like, this is not how you usually speak. I'm with him, Actually, man. wait, was he even an actor or was he a zookeeper? He was a zookeeper. Maybe, I, I imagine he like, did some Shakespeare in the park. There's a bowl somewhere. <laughs> where people... Oh, also, so Morgan was going to kill. Yes, Gavin. Gavin. The savior he... lieutenant. So, but Henry just got him first, and Morgan was like, bummer, but uh, it's fine. Did Morgan really want to kill her, or was he just sad in that he had he was responsible well, for this Henry thing? I guess we could really back it up to, like, how Morgan is the, now maybe I think he's the only sane person in this entire group of people. Wait, wait, hold on, actually, hold on, hold on. You just went from, he's the only sane yeah. person, to talking to himself with a but sniper like, rifle you know, in a room. I do that. I spend a lot of time alone. Why do you think you think it's just killing everyone? Yes, because he's not leaving anybody to chance. He's not like Rick, who's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fall out of this window with a gun and have a clear shot at Negan." 
and not kill him. Well, who, I'm just going to run away. <laughs> I do think part of this, though, is who do you become? You know, where do you draw the line? Because you can keep killing people. I think that's how Negan became Negan. <laughs> you know, that's Maybe. how the saviors became the saviors. I'm not saying, look, I'm with you. For God's sake, just kill me. How many times have they had a chance? do it, right? Um, like, oh, hi, I'm Rick. I'm going to hit you in the head with the other end of the bat. Like, you are obsessed with this bat scene. Because it doesn't in the make season, any In the sense. mid-season finale, Negan gets the jump on Rick They're at his house. They fight. Rick gets the upper hand. And he does look like he could bash Negan's head in with the end of a bat. With Who no knows? Seal. Who knows? How well, perfect. High size 2020. How poetic. I think uh, yeah. Ezekiel would have been. He hits him with the knob of the bat. He does. He just, he's like... Taps him in the temple. That's like an old school mobs thing. Like, I'm just gonna hit you with this like 30 <laughs> times till you pay me. You so know? I'm just saying, like Morgan certainly has it figured out. Like, what kind of sticks are they using? They, these things are just coming through nets. Like a broom handle. Here's, but it's here's my problem though. Real thick. This Henry kid ain't got the strength to put a put a stick through somebody's no. gullet. Also, <laughs> there were a couple of like head stabs that Morgan had where I'm like. You barely move One your hand. Arm. One hand yeah. just coming in. The forearm strength utilized. <laughs> the first skulls were that. The Popeye forearms <laughs> that he's rolling with. Uh, yeah. But it was a good episode. I think, uh, obviously, one of the revelations here was we had the the flash forward from the season eight premiere of this utopian society with old man Rick. Right. We figured that out. That was a Carl dream sequence. We also, he, but we just still didn't figure out why he has a cane, why he's limping. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't really explain Maybe just that. because, like, when we think of our parents being old, we're like, let's that was idiotic. give them a walker. No. Well, first of all, that's Judith they in the scene. They don't have around. It's Judith in the scene. Yeah. She's what? We're going to say eight? Yeah. So, so seven years, Rick, looking like that? Well, it's, you know, it's the wild, wild west. People age a lot faster now. Lifespan. Is this Benjamin Button? <laughs> Caesar. You got the whole reverse, like we just the, the time is yeah, all. Yeah, I mean we're back in like babies don't live past the age of five, and like here's the thing that so the thing about that is obviously we, we Carl's imagining this great society, this future for his Utopian, family. Yeah. With and Negan, then, and then all ends <laughs> with Gardner Negan. See, How they just say they don't know they don't know when to stop. They gotta take stuff to a level they don't need to be at. Yeah. It, it you know what it reminded me of? So like in the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like Freddy's scary. Then mm-hmm. in like the next five yeah, movies, he becomes he's, like the Looney Tunes. He's character. gotta be goofy for he like kills you. Right. That's what that was. Yeah. Like Judith walks up on me like, Hey there, sweetheart, or whatever he said. Yeah. Who's come on. No. Come on. No, even if they're like Negan, you can come live with us. He's going to be like the uh, poop ditch digger. He's not going to be gardening freely. There's no poop. It's not even good enough to dig up the poop. But like... What what is... He's gardening? What is he doing? He's probably paying some marijuana plants. That's what he's doing. This man... Smoking those... Those why is that in Carl's vision? What is that? Why does Negan got to be in the vision? Maybe he's in... Rick's vision? Maybe Rick's like... Rick ain't thinking that. He's too busy worrying about his leg. How he effed up his leg with his cane. <laughs> they just they just, put, they, they just stuck it in the episode. I know. And if was that wasn't stupid. bad enough, that didn't even conclude the episode. What we got was Rick up against a tree. First, I thought he slid his wrist. His whole arm I mean, was bleeding. That makes sense. But he's, oh. he's leaning against a tree with a bullet 
in his abdomen, bleeding. We think. Maybe he got bit like Carl. Like father, like son. Maybe that's what they were going for, but it, well, how long would you say that image was? Oh, Half a second? Yeah. What was that? That wasn't very long. Well, here, okay, so let's talk about slit and wrists. I can't believe what? they let Carl kill himself? kill himself. I would be like, no, 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 buddy. Don't worry. I will do this for I, you. I what does that matter? I think it was kind of like... What was that a big deal? I think it was weak of Michonne and Rick. I think they should have taken that on. Just been like, look at the flowers, Carl. Look at the flowers. And then pop. Why would you want somebody to... Well, okay. Let me say this. Carl killed his own mother. Let me say... No, she died first. That's what I'm saying. People die, then you you stabbed him in the I head. Still think Nobody's Troy, killing somebody when they're still alive. you're on the brink of death... No, no, don't, got... kill, don't kill me. <laughs> You can't kill me. Let me die. There's like what? There's like a a, a like, thirty second gap there between full on Walker five like, zombie and zombified. You can't. What if you miss? And then I'm gonna have to waste a, a second bullet. You know how they did Bob? This is what happened to Bob after after Bob lost his leg. Bob, right? Bob, Bob went to sleep. Right? He died from the fever. Tyree came out. Boom! Screwdriver or knife or whatever. Ice pick in the ear. I'm good with that. But you, you don't want forever the whole life. If he would have let if you the way you want it, Michonne and Rick literally would have killed Carl. I mean, no, but it's yes, like, just know what I mean. It's um, it's what literal. is it? Is it Schrodinger's box or what is it? See, where the cat's you, both alive listen. and dead at the same time. You like, are so he was dying no matter what. He's going to die. You're starting to talk like Eugene, right? <laughs> I don't think Schrodinger's. <laughs> Although I sound like such an idiot. Um, no, I think it's cool that... I, why didn't they just let him die and kill him? And stab him in the head? Because it was going on for an hour and a half. Uh, and everyone they just, else They just wanted to... They're fast. like, yo, they're like, we gotta go dig this grave, man. You gotta stop <laughs> it's sweating. It's like 3 a.m. We gave you the we pills. We in two days. We so. gave you the pills. It's just going on forever. Yeah. We had to move you out of the sewer for some reason. Shouldn't I? That was touching, though, when Rick said, I didn't want you to be out there. It's tough. I mean, it, yeah. they played on that a lot. Um... But I want to get back to because you know we both you you you've read the comics more than I have. We both dabble in the comic books. We're fans of it. Is there anything you can see? What, what you, I have a theory on what this whole Rick bleeding thing is. What do you what are your thoughts? Because they're obviously God forbid we get a premiere without a flash forward that we're not going to answer for like seven more episodes. I mean, I I don't know. I really don't know. There's I, nothing in the. I mean, I think this war, this war is going to end. Um, this season, God willing. Oh, hopefully. Um, this has to be the result of a fight between Rick and Negan that Rick wins. I don't know if it means Negan's dead. They're obviously both. I mean, come on. Well, I want Negan, Negan needs to like. So in the comics, they Negan goes and he's in this like um cage. He's in a prison. That's yeah, no, we, what a prison. Like they, that's a storyline. But we had a prison. Follow. We had a prison. Morgan built it. But it's probably burnt down now because the whole Alexandria's destroyed. That's so true. it wasn't made of concrete. Here here's my question. I think the biggest the the biggest question of this season, the remainder of this season, to me, mm-hmm. is is Negan going to die? Now you could talk about I don't you know, I don't know what Jeffrey Dean Morgan's contract situation is, all that crap. I can't see how how does this go on from the co- the way the comic book did i just it's not accepted like the something different about the pages of the comic book i just don't see rick letting this guy live well except that now that 
his son has died now that Carl's died. I think we're going to see like kind of a rebirth of Rick where he wants to get to that utopian space and he's going to do whatever it takes to get there versus right up until this point, it's all been survival, 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 whatever it takes to keep my family safe. And now he has a new goal of, and not only do I need to keep my family safe and my community safe, but I need to like get to the, you know, gardening and the like, Eugene's cool again. Why does Negan need to be part of the Utopia? So I don't think Negan needs to be part of the Utopia, but I I do think that it means that Rick is going to be a little less like chewing your throat out and a little more fine, you can live here, but you have to literally wear a ball and chain all the time so you can't escape. And like, we're going to keep an eye on you. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's it's funny to me because I think we all know how this goes. You know, now that Carl's dead, who arguably was the second most important character from the origin story standpoint, mm-hmm. Rick seems even more untouchable now. I don't know how you kill Rick at any well, point. Well, I mean, you kill Rick, the show's over. Right. It's like killing Jon Snow. I mean, And they do have the Judith, this sort of, which she does not exist, or she died early on in the comic book. Yeah. So they do have this successor to Rick. But, like, I mean, does Judith even know Rick's her dad? You keep asking these questions. Listen, a saying, lot of stuff like... happens off screen. <laughs> a lot of story reading. <laughs> right. I'm just not convinced that Judith knows you know, what, like, a mother and a father is. Listen, I think she thinks. What's the alternative here? <laughs> Shane might be your dad. We're going to go through that whole backstory. A lot of counseling is going to be needed for that. So I want to get, you know, we look at this season coming in. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that actually happened uh, behind the scenes before, in between the mid-season finale and the mid-season premiere here. One, we're getting a new showrunner to start season nine, Scott Gimple, who pretty much annoys everyone at this point. Everyone. He should, uh, <laughs> I was going to say he should be seen, not heard. He should neither... Yeah. Nor he should be now, seen. The nor why we can't stand him seen. the most is because we've seen yeah, him. Yeah, uh, he's he likes to tease, likes to do as well. At least at least Robert Kirkman, the comic book writer, at least he has a, a sense of douchebaggery to him that he owns. Uh, but anyway, Gimple is out as the showrunner to bring in. Uh, I think it's Angela Kane. I'm sorry if I'm getting that name wrong, but she she's written several episodes of The Walking Dead. Uh, she's coming as a showrunner, so we have that. I don't know how much Lady of... Lady-led showrunner. Right. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to mean going forward into season nine, but the other big story here... Probably means it's going to get more badass. Just yeah, A character we did not see uh, this episode, Maggie, the actress Lauren Cullen, oh, yeah. who plays her, well, is on the outs. There was a splash of her at the very beginning, but it looked like Wait, there was? B-roll, the yeah. Link? Yeah. It was... Oh, she in the Utopia? No, it was like right at the very beginning of the episode, and they were, or maybe it was at the very end of the last season's episode, but I think it was the beginning of this one. And they were just kind of like flash forwarding to show you where everybody was. But was she next to a crib? No. Oh. No. Well, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember that scene. Fine. Whether she was in it or not, Lauren Cohen, the actress, is in heated negotiations in the show, with the show. Um, she wants she wants more money reportedly. Uh, Deservedly. First talk was that she wanted as much money as Norma Reedus and Andrew Lincoln. Now they're just saying she just wants more money, and she's in high demand. She's been offered several pilots for the fall season that's coming up. Now the latest development, she's accepted one. She's going to be on an ABC pilot for a series. Well, somebody should tell her that is not the way to go. <laughs> we'll get that dough. Uh, but now you could be a power play for Walking Dead. Right. What do you make of this? Because 
somehow over eight seasons, The Walking Dead has been able to maintain its cast is the way it's wanted. They, they haven't right. had anyone who's like, I need to, peace out, I need to go. Um, but this wouldn't be a planned out death. I mean, if she, contract's done. They basically they, just have to kill her. Off or camera. Or like, blow up the hilltop and no one will ever, we, ever go there again. <laughs> well, what are we doing here? Yeah, she's, I, I mean, know. you know, in the comic book, she's, she has a huge role moving forward. Well, yeah. She's been pregnant for 17 years. I know. I mean, and she's still in that first trimester. That's right. That um, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, she really is, I, I think she's one of the irreplaceable characters as far as like extending the storyline of the walking dead and continuing to follow even remotely closely to the comics. So getting rid of her, not, or not giving the actress what she wants. I mean, I guess the show could just jump the shark and eliminate that entire storyline, but... So, you know, let's, that's something to look forward to, look towards it going into season nine. Let's talk about this back seven, seven more episodes we have. Uh, things we need to look out for. What is the fate of Jadis and the, the trash hipsters, um, scavengers as we're calling them? They're the nudists? They're in the, uh, <laughs> they're in the scenes, uh, you know, this season. On the yeah. Dead. So what is their fate? I There's a theory here that Jadis through somehow, you know, we don't know what their fate is. Um, will become Alpha, the leader of the Ooh, Whisperers. Yeah. Which almost makes too much sense for the show to actually do that. Because right. we have to go roundabout ways to do anything. If it doesn't involve Negan gardening <laughs> in a random end sequence. I mean, if if we could just... I thought, see, that's the other thing. It's like, let's just go with that storyline, because that's a cool storyline. There's, It's like a lot of ins and outs. Very interesting. Makes uh, sense. Ezekiel ends up with his head on a stick, which uh, is great. You can't kill a man who knows Shakespeare. Well, does he, though? I Sometimes yeah. I think he's just saying things backwards. One of the other... Or Yoda. I guess, you know, we can end on this note, but the other big story here is Morgan, bringing this back, um, is going to fear the Walking Dead, and, and that's going to transition straight from these episodes. I know, which is crazy to think of. Also, like, what? I don't know. <laughs> You know, this might be the most clever way to a like, show that has ever rescued a spinoff <laughs> right. in history. Um, Let's put a beloved character on your show because no one watches it. I mean, well, okay. To be fair, a lot of people do watch it. You know, relatively speaking, I think it's <clears throat> one of the, you know, ten highest rated cable shows. But in comparison to The Walking Dead. Right. It's painful. It's not there. So that'll be something else to look forward to. Really, though... Uh, the big thing here is, is we close out our first podcast uh, of the that back half of season eight is the end of Carl. Very emotionally uh, dramatic thing for me. It um, wasn't for me. Yeah, we'll get to your, your, your the coldest <laughs> in your heart. Um, I thought it was great. Katie's on the Katie's just happy Carl's gone. Ugh. Shout out to Chandler Riggs though. A man had a haircut in he, the Talking Dead after show. He did. Looking spiffy. Looks th- great. And then I think I read that he's trying to be a DJ now. So it all... Absolutely. Get out of the acting game. Anything else. No, because that's what Beth did. And then she got to see No, singing. no. Beth made some terrible choices. <laughs> it was like, I'm a singer. Are you talking about the actress or the real Beth? The, or the, or the, the character? Girl, the actress. Oh, that was terrible. Emily, Emily Kinney or yeah, something. Yeah, some terrible music videos. So you okay with Chandler? Uh, I heard he auditioned to be Spider-Man. That's too bad. Because... Okay. 
<laughs> he's trying to he's trying to elevate. Just, you know what? Let's just leave it here. He's trying to get up Carl, there. Goodbye. You were uh, important, and now you're not. So. Right. You hit us up with any questions. Check out all of our past podcasts and future podcasts at cleveland.com backslash the stalking deck.